Hey everyone, J Mark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Want to show your support for Tabletop for the End of the World? Then check out our merch store on Teespring at teespring.com slash stores slash tfu-market. We have all new merch on a store like the Torrens Gym Tank or the Ahoda the Rich Hoodie. We even carry stickers featuring the characters from It Comes From Within, the Patreon-exclusive podcast where our Tfue cast are forced into a sinister game played by an eldritch god. All this and more available on our store, so be sure to get yourself something while supplies last. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. Shut up. Your shut actions up. are guaranteeing the death of your comrades. Stop it! We need to play the game right now. I told you there would be no way for you to communicate with your friends. Playing the game is, uh, that's going well for you? That's what you needed? Yes. It's cool. a good thing. Leviathan is here. The giant rabbit hamster immediately runs to the back corner of the cage and just starts trembling. They call me Wool. Twilight starts petting it as it talks. Yes, I am a good boy. And the voice of Fumigore from this cloth being tells you, Resolving more of your problems by slashing a sword at them. Mitchie, Kev's bleeding. It looks like he took some shrapnel to his chest. Uh, I'll take care of him. Just keep playing. Uh, I'll be right here. There is a rubber ducky and a sentient loofah dressed as knights. And here is our glorious combat arena. Kev, how do you feel about taking control of that monster in the labyrinth? Salutations, everyone! Do you like that? That's my new greeting! Anywhoosies, I am here to tell you all about some new sponsors that our dear friends the Overseers have brought on board to help finance this show. Just in time for Give Your Heart Day! Our first product is Butchering Knives by Pochablat's very own Bladesmiths. These butchering knives are made to cut up even the toughest of encroachers. Perfect for giving to your sweetie. Yes, fair good. Eat. Liquor. Build. I recognize you. I welcome you. Right. So, we going to play? What did I say? Liam doesn't like you. <laughs> Obviously, but I didn't even do anything this time. I don't you see why he said it's because you smell. Forgive me for not taking a shower while we've been stuck in this stupid labyrinth. No, uh, you smell like machinery. Like, uh, like a sumer. <laughs> I, I haven't even been plugged in since. I don't think it matters. Especially considering who you were when you were plugged in. Oh. Gotcha. Hey, guys, you there? Yes. Yeah, we're here. And, uh, is your friend there? No. I mean, probably. He's around. Shocking gross is what he is. Jay! Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's, uh, game time, right? Yeah. Uh... So last couple games, I had you guys kind of playing separately. Are you down for keeping that going? I guess. No, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, sure. All right, let's start with Kevin. Kevin, I'm on your line now. Yep. What has happened recently is that Twilight rode a hamster up to the master bedroom at the top, thanks to your helpful meat hook. By the way, Twilight was able to utilize the meat hook not as a grappling hook, but as a... I, I can't phrase this delicately. He stabbed the hamster and is using it to control him. Sorry, they stabbed the hamster and are using it to control them. As long as it works. Isn't that... And I guess they still have a pack of gum as well? Yeah, you know, maybe they can use it to patch the whole... I don't know. I No idea. Meanwhile, Torin has made it to the top floor and has encountered the filthy bathroom 
where a rubber ducky and a loofah were jousting in the sink. Torrin has begun to flood the bathroom, uh, with water is now moving, it's dripping from that hole in the floor all the way into that hole that goes down to the kitchen. He is carving boats out of bars of soap. Okay. And the water is beginning to become a deluge. And I think the first line actually has to go to Debilica here. You know, she's standing next to you says, Your friends are making... Well, Torn at least, is making quite a bit of progress. Well, I, of course he is. I, I mean, <laughs> he's been getting excellent help, I'd, I'd like to say. So... What do we get uh, when we get to the end of this, uh, whatever the heck this thing is? Well, I don't suspect you'll get to the end, but when you do, my... Someone will be waiting for you. Uh-huh. Someone or some what? Well, I think that's really not for me to... And there's a flicker in her image again. Debilica's face changes to a look of panicked fear, and she says to you, Vert, what are you doing? You have to get them out of here. There's not much time left. Uh, well, I'm trying to get them out. Um, is there any way around this magic barrier? Uh, I can't see it from where I am. Uh, can you describe it to me? Well, it looks like basically a pane of glass. Um, uh, I tried attacking it, but it looks like there's some kind of barrier protecting it. I don't think you'll be able to get through that. It... Look, I don't know if what you're looking at is even real, but there have to be rules to that universe. Once that it's one, hold on, and she flickers again, and the image you see is once again Debilica standing calmly on the floor with her hands crossed behind her back, and she's looking sort of around, puzzled, trying to figure out what she's doing, and then regains her calm, stoic face and says, "Oh, but." But please, I, I hope you're having fun with uh, my little dollhouse here. You can you can enjoy it for as long as you require. Uh-huh. Uh, well, what if I require no more fun? Oh, goodness, I'm afraid that's not really an option. No more fun, you mortals are so boring. I create this massive gift for you, and all you want to do is something else. Truly the audacity. I'm very audacious. Um, so, yeah. Ahead of you, the the water in Torrin's bathroom has begun to fill up and is draining out of the floor into that craft room. And that craft room is now beginning to fill with water, and water is dripping from there down into the kitchen. Twilight has made their way up to the master bedroom, where they are staring at an enormous debilica is actually lying in the bed of the master bedroom. She seems to have not yet noticed Twilight's presence. But when I say enormous, I mean like a frost giant compared to a human. The water, it's coming out of the... Out of the sink. Out of the sink, okay. Okay, I'm going to look on the table for a uh, plug, like a, a sink plug type thing. Or a piece of cork or something. Uh, yeah, roll investigation. Okay. Uh, that was a 12. Yeah, you can get a, a piece of cork. A normal-sized piece of cork from uh, from a wine bottle. I'm going to drop that down Torrin's hole. Okay. Let's see. And then I've got the exit uh, in the master bedroom. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any doors or windows in the master bedroom. There's only this hole in the floor that Twilight has crawled up through. Okay. To give you more of a breakdown of some of the other rooms, there don't seem to be any doors or windows. In the master bedroom, oh, by the way, all the objects in here seem to be very meticulously placed in every room. In the craft room, there are the tables with sewing machines and reams of cloth. The bathroom has the sink and the toilet. Uh, the master bedroom just has this huge bed in it. In the library, there's a single bookshelf, a single chair, and a single table. In the kitchen, there is the uh, there is a wood stove sort of acting as the oven slash stovetop with a fire burning in it. And there's the uh, the cabinets and the counter and a refrigerator. Okay. Also, I don't know if I noticed, but the kitchen takes up the entire basement. So the basement is all one room. What's above torn above the bathroom but well, he is on the top floor yes i've crafted a nifty puzzle i'm gonna send down a pan and a spoon to uh twilight okay that would be two investigation checks so that's an eight for the pan 
A nine for the spoon. So you get a pot and a ladle. Mm, works. Drop those down. Let's see. So you've delivered a cork, a pot, and a ladle. All right. I'll be right back. Mm. Uh, I guess say hi to Liam for me. I I will pass along your greeting. <laughs> Thank you. Twilight. Hey. Um. So I managed to find the spot pretty far from Kevin. Uh, so I wouldn't hear what you guys well, were up you. to. Does this work out? I appreciate you respecting the integrity of the game. Oh, you know, it's either that or one of the rat people eat me. I'm convinced they eat people. So, yeah, this is fine. Uh, so let me hit you with this, uh, Twilight. You've made it to the master bedroom. Yes. Towering above you in a four-poster bed is an enormous debilica. Oh. Just laying in bed, and uh, a portal opens up in front of your face. Oh, it's my best buddy. Out of that portal drops a pot and a ladle. Okay. Normally sized to fit you. Are there any liquids in this room that I can use to make any kind of a soup or anything? I can tell you that you look around and do not see any obvious liquids. Okay. I'm going to take the pot and the ladle and I'm going to hop up on the bed. Yep. You climb up the bed uh, and there is uh, Debilica. She seems to be just kind of quietly watching you. Oh, so she's awake. She seems to be awake, but has not said anything. Twilight walks over and, like, sits next to her, like, where she can see me without having to narrow her eyes. Twilight goes, sleep paralysis, huh? Yeah, that's rough. Um, I might be able to help you out if you want me to. Uh, if you can blink, blink if you need my help. Her voice is booming, and she says, can you help me? I think so. Um, let me try. And Twilight takes the pot and the ladle and starts banging it. Like, ding, ding, ding. Wakey, wakey, wakey. It's time for you to get up. Wakey. What is this song? I don't know. I just made it up. Is it good? Did it work? Are you awake? Why are you so annoying? Um, I, I think that's subjective, really. But uh, I'm your best buddy, you remember? It's me, Twilight. How much longer are you going to be here? That's a good question. I'm not really sure. Uh, but I'll tell you what. Oh, wait, I'm still on a hamster, aren't I? <laughs> oh, yes, you are on a, on a rabid hamster. I'm on wool, yeah. That you are driving via meat hook. Yeah. So, like, wool and I... So all of this is taking place. Uh, wool is not enjoying the loud noises. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so this is wool. Uh, Wool's my new mount, I guess. We were going to be buddies, and then he tried to eat my skin. It was very rude. I see you found a more fitting friend. What do you mean, more fitting? Did you really think that we could be friends of any kind? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you were uh, expecting a different response. didn't ex expect you to be so chipper. <laughs> I'm Twilight, baby. This is how Twilight do. Twilight do. Hold on. Let me take a break here. Did I break you? A little bit. <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay. Hey, uh, Kev? Yes. So, uh, just to update you, the pot and ladle got dropped right in front of Twilight's face, and they responded by climbing up the bed, and they are now having a conversation with the giant Debilica. All right. Does it look like they're having a good conversation, or a... Bad conversation? Debilica's face looks mildly perturbed, which might just be pretty standard. <laughs> What's Torin uh, doing? Uh, let me check in and I'll tell you. All right, yeah. Uh, Manifred. Uh, yep. Sorry, am I... Were you napping between your turn? No, sitting up from a chair with the back very low back, because it's not exactly fixed. Well, you'll get there. So you have begun flooding the bathroom. Yes. And a, a rubber ducky and a sentient loofah seem to be cheering you on. Uh, and I believe you said you were carving boats out of soap. I was tying the soaps together. Okay. Yeah, you have formed a raft out of soap and a portal opens in front of you and a cork, a piece of cork, like from a wine bottle, falls out and lands at your feet. I put it in my pocket. Now you have that. Uh, what do you do next, Horn? Well, is the water successfully filling the bathroom and pouring down the hole to the kitchen? Absolutely. So then I get the rubber ducky and the uh, loofah as my new backup. Where are we going, Mr. Lizard? To conquer the kitchen. 
Haven't you ever wondered what food might be there? No, we have no desires of any kind. But you might be able to fight this food in glorious combat. Okay, yes, we do desire combat. I forgot about that one. And knives. Many new weapons to stab each other and other enemies with. Yeah, and they say, the duck says, but sir, wouldn't you rather stay here in our perfectly good arena? This is your last chance to join us in our eternal conflict. No, no. Invading other lands is the work of true justice. Hey, hold on one second. So, Kev, mm. what's been happening in Torin's world is that he has begun to successfully flood the bathroom, and there seems to be, as I said, a sentient rubber duck and a sentient loofah dressed as knights sort of there with him. I may have mentioned that. Did I not mention that? Uh, you did. They have tried to grab him, it looks like as he tried to make his way back out of the bathroom. If you are going to assist him, now is the time, as a fight is definitely about to start. When I cast the firebolt last time... It happened right on Twilight. Yes. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cast, uh, well, I'm going to get like right on top of the table or like right next to the hole. And I'm going to cast Thunderwave while using the Wand of No Big Deal. Perfect. Look at you remembering your magic items. I've, I've been waiting. I have to roll to save that, right? Uh, Yes. You do, okay. as does Torin, but because of the Wand of No Big Deal, he gets advantage. Uh, and yep. that saving throw is uh, 15. 15. All right. And uh, how much damage on the Thunder Wave? 2d8. So it's 12 points of damage, and that is on uh, a failed roll. And six on a save. All right. I'll be right back. Uh, also, while you're in here... Uh, Roll initiative for me, and I'll be right back to hear what that number is. <laughs> Torin. Yes. Torin, as you have denied their invitation for the last time, they move to grab you on the arms, perhaps to pin you down. And as they do this, a portal opens up above your head, and a shockwave of force erupts out of it. Uh, I need you to make a constitution saving throw with advantage. Constitution saving throw. I only get plus one on my con. So, 13 plus one, 14. Oh no, you're gonna fail it. And that's okay, because here's what happens. Let's roll for the other guys. Absolute failures. So the shockwave of force erupts out of the portal, knocking the loofah and the rubber ducky away as they go to reach out for you. They fall off of the sink and land on the floor. One of them, like, smashes their back on the toilet. Let's, let's say the loofah did it. And they land on the floor in a heap. Oh no, the loofah's spine that it doesn't have. Yes, as I was saying, there doesn't seem to be visible damage on them. They just seem to have bounced. But they are dazed at the very least. You take 12 damage from the force of this shockwave, but you are free to move around unhindered. Ugh. Well, I guess they don't want to join me. And I get on the raft and launch it off the side of the sink to go down the waterfall and down the hole. Absolutely. And it splashes into the water at the bottom of the bathroom and starts heading towards the hole as it drains. And you see the rubber duck and the loofah start getting up. Uh, they naturally float, of course, and they start heading towards you, uh, swimming at full speed. Go ahead and make an initiative roll. Sea combat. Yes. Rolled a seven. Okay, and you feel the weight of the cloths on your body. The the cloths that that creature with Fumigor's voice had tied to you uh, slow you down, so your initiative is actually two. Mm. The rubber ducky and the loofah take up lances and begin uh, waddling, paddling various ways towards you. From the water, their lances spring up at you, and oh my god... Manny, I did it. I rolled a nat 20. Oh god, what'd you do to me? You're only gonna take 8 damage. As the rubber ducky lances you with a sharpened toothbrush. Oh, and the other one's gonna miss. So a meager amount of damage. Uh, but yeah, they've they have come after you. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me just one second, Torin. Hey, Vert. Hmm? What's your initiative? Oh, uh, that's a 13. 13, you're next. Oh dear. That was convenient. I should have checked in before I started the attack, but either way. Mm -hmm. Um... It ended up working out, so we're going with it. The fight has evolved. 
your thunder wave successfully knocked the rubber ducky and the loofah off of the off of the counter, uh, and smashing them into the onto the floor, uh, into the water. Torin has jumped onto a raft of tied together bars of soap, and he's heading for the exit, where the the rubber ducky, its natural flotation abilities assisting it, have stabbed him with a toothbrush sharpened like a shiv that it is wielding as a lance. Uh, the loofah tried as well, but Torin blocked it. If you would like to assist in some way, now is your now is the chance. Uh, okay. Um, I'm actually gonna cast a magic missile down the hole, and ah, uh, classic. Uh, yeah, gonna be gonna be shooting that at the uh the duck, since it is the one that's actually making successful attacks. So that's twelve damage. Perfect. Uh, I'll be right back. Torin, guess what happens? What happened? Why'd you screw up? The portal opens above your head, and a swarm of magic missiles erupts from out of it, smashing into the duck's face for 12 damage. Okay. And now it's your turn. Hmm. I'm not sure what I can do. Like, how far away from the raft are they? They are swimming alongside of it now. Okay, so they're within striking distance. Absolutely. I did not choose for my spell to be the fiery sort. Otherwise, I might use the flaming smite. You are in water. Yes. So what I will do is use one spell slot to cast Wrathful Smite and strike at the Lufa. Rolling, rolling to hit, and I have... Rolling. Casting time is one bonus action. Yeah, no, you're totally fine. Smite him. 15 plus the 6 from strength and oh, yeah. proficiency, so there. There you go. You nailed him. Roll all that damage rolled together. So it's a 1d6 plus the 1d8. Uh-huh. And additionally, if the target is a creature, which, is it a creature? It's a creature. So it must make a wisdom saving throw or be frightened of me until the spell ends. Okay. Because it does psychic damage. Plus the strength, so plus three, so four plus three. Seven. Okay, yeah, your wrathful smite strikes the Lufa. Uh-huh, not today! It succeeded on the save against being frightened. Mm-hmm. And they, they go back to trying to lance you, and he's going to miss horribly, and he's going to... You said your AC's 18? Yes, because I'm using sword and shield right now. Okay, I'll be right back. They they miss... They You block with your, with your shield. You see that you are only feet away from the hole in the ground. Hey, Vert. Hey. So that worked well. Uh, you hit the duck, uh, Torin hit the Lufa, and it's once again your order, your turn in the initiative order. All right. Do I see anything different with the uh, duck or Lufa? They are both sort of mildly scorched. Uh, they are damaged in, in slight ways. And the raft has just about reached the hole in the floor. Yeah, I should say I should say more specifically, the duck and Lufa have taken damage, but it seems to be very slight damage. Did I see the uh, magic missile? Did you see it hit? Yes. Did I see where it came from? In the room? Yes, it came out of it came out of the portal directly above uh Torin's head. And he's on the raft? He is on the raft. He is successfully staying on the raft. And the raft is drifting towards the hole. Yep. It's just about there. It'll probably get there next round. The duck, is it still right on top of him? It's uh along uh, alongside the raft. It's next to him. The loof is on the other side. Okay. Uh I would like to use uh Mage Hand and try and push as much as it can the duck away <laughs> i love it can you make a spell attack roll for me I <laughs> go ahead 23 uh, yeah that'll do it i'll be right back <laughs> hey Torin. what the portal has opened up above your head again a ghostly looking hand a an ephemeral hand emerges floating from out of the portal and pushes the very lightweight ducky back and away from you. And the duck's going, hey, unhand me, hand! And it has pushed the duck back and away. Ah, yes, Vert. No matter where you are, you're always doing magic. <laughs> I, I see you are still breathing, as you do while you are alive. <laughs> you feel like in the next six seconds, your raft, unless something happens to it, could make it to that hole in the floor. Can I do a grapple check to grab the loofah? You may. That is a uh, athletics check that counts as an attack. Yes, I have points in athletics, you know. Go ahead. 
Yes, it, it's not religion, like one of those useless skills. You're a vile bastard. And I rolled 11 plus the 5 from my athletics. So what Does it get anything else or just athletics? Just that, but you got it. You passed. And you pick a, You grab the loofah to find that it is, it is extraordinarily lightweight. And I hold it in front of me because it's like, I'm probably going to need you to break my fall. You could have done this as an ally. Now you do this as a tool. I do not wish to be your tool. And going over. Yeah, you go over. Using the loofah to break your fall. I am going to roll for the craft. Uh, I'm just going to roll a d20, and the higher I roll, the better your craft fares. That sound fair? Yeah, go ahead. So if you had a total of four bars of soap lashed together, you now have two. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but you, your craft has otherwise otherwise survived, and you've received no damage, uh, but the loofah underneath you has been squished, and we are out of combat. Ah, yes. Another tactical victory for me. <laughs> and I look around to see where I'm at. Uh, you are back in the craft room, which is now flooding. Uh, I thought I thought I would just fall straight down into the hole down to the kitchen. You're about to be. Um, you have a dazed loofah with you, and around you, you see all of the, the crafts, like the wreaths of cloth and stuff, have floated onto the surface of the water. Um, and you are making your way towards the hole at a rapid pace. Uh, and with that, I am going to jump to Twilight. I'll be right back, man. You still there, J-Mark? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, I'm gonna eat soon. Feeling pretty hungry, but what do you got for me? Uh, you are still on top of Debilica's, like, tummy? Talking to her while she says apparently mean things to you in bed. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely thought we'd be best buddies. I don't think I could understand how one would even fathom how you and I could become friends in any capacity. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you've been raised around people who don't understand what friendship is, but like, you know, I could help you. That's what friendship's all about. And Twilight is going to get up like closer to the Bilica so that they're standing like close enough to their face to like look them directly in the eyes and goes, has anyone ever told you you're special? Like really meant it? Like, not just saying it because you're their boss or because they're afraid of you. Twilight, I'd like you to make an insight check. Sure. Twilight is making an insight check. 21. You look into Debilica's eyes, and you don't see any of the familiar glimmer that you've come to expect out of Debilica. Twilight is going to hop down and continue talking mm -hmm. and be like, you know, you hop hop down to where? So I'm still riding wool, so I'm gonna hop down to the side mm -hmm. of this giant Debilica's head. Okay, uh, you're next to her ear, and she turns her head to look at you. You know, here's the thing: it's not easy making yourself vulnerable to someone. And Twilight, while they're talking, is gonna cast Prestidigitation to make a loud sound happen on the other side of her head to make it sound like something sneaking up on her. So you make a loud sound happen. Mm -hmm. Does she turn? Yeah, she turns and she turns around. Twilight hops in her ear, like rides wool into her into her head. Oh God! Mm -hmm. And Twilight starts going down that canal. It's very dark, but you have dark mm -hmm, vision, mm -hmm. and you you dig into Debilica's ear, and you can hear not a lot of commotion outside. Actually, you can think of me right now as your conscience, because the thing is, the real Debilica, she was never directly mean to me, you know. To her, and Twilight is guiding Wool to kind of dig into the eardrum. Like, to get past that barrier. You do that. Uh, there is no reaction from Debilica. Uh, except you can hear her booming voice uh, echoing inside her own head, saying, Why would I need a conscience? Because here's the thing. I'm born of devils, and I have a conscience, and I have a life, and a heart, and experiences, and I felt lost. But it doesn't all have to be like that. And the fact is, and I'm, I'm continuing down this path, I'm guiding myself to mm -hmm. this giant Debilica's brain. Uh, you're there. And the fact is this, Debilica, is that my best buddy would know something about me. And is that I've always known who she truly is inside, even if she's not aware of it herself. And Twilight, deep within the brain of this creature would like to cast Shatter on the brain. It's going to auto-succeed. Okay. So do I roll damage? 
Uh, you don't have to. Okay. The brain rattles in her meat cage. What do you? What a skull. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. I know what the word skull is. I just. I had a moment. I'm trying to think of like four different things at the same time. All in, right. In her meat cage. That's what I'm calling skulls now. <laughs> the meat cage. <laughs> uh, her brain rattles, and she she doesn't scream out. She only reacts to the last thing you said, uh, and you see her brain just fall apart completely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it falls apart into like triangular polygons and just falls into pieces, like solid pieces on the floor of her skull. Mm-hmm. And she says, what makes someone a best buddy? First off, it's recognizing when somebody is actually not your best buddy and is all kinds of fake. And Twilight is going to guide Wool to leap up and cut my cut my way through the meat cage uh, where the face is. Yeah, you dig your way out of her eye. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by fake? What's your first memory? What's your first memory? Yeah, no, we're we're done here. We're pretty done here. And Twilight uh, is gonna take out their uh, sword and just 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 kill this thing. Just gonna straight up murder it. It is not the Bellica. Uh, it clearly doesn't even have a soul. Otherwise, I'd feel much more bad about it. Uh, you drag it what across her throat? Yeah. Like you ride wool across her throat? Yeah, it's not my rapier. It's my uh my talon saber. My talon sword. The talon saber opens a, a huge wound uh, across her throat. And what you see is that th- there's all the pieces inside that you would expect to be in there, like vocal cords and, uh, and the various anatomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nothing is bleeding. Mm. Like, it's just kind of moving the way everything's supposed to move. And when she talks, it still moves as though there's no severance in any of its pieces. Did you have a good memory? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I've had a lot of good memories. Some bad ones, too. Is there anything else in this room worth noting that Twilight would notice? There doesn't There doesn't seem to be. Okay. Um. So there's just this thing that keeps talking at me, essentially. Yes. Okay. Uh, Twilight is just gonna systematically take it apart, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh you, I... <laughs> Alright, let me check in with uh with kevin well here i gotta i gotta get some food anyway let me go ahead and head over that way all right oh hey jay how's the game going uh it's going it's going uh i don't think i'm allowed to tell you what's happening but i just needed to grab some food that i left by you Mm, gotcha (sighs) i'm done eating their food kev seriously i found some of these berries growing a while back and they look pretty tasty so i'm just gonna go grab these whoa whoa hey hey stop liam stop some romantic date ideas for your give your heart day have you considered speed dating It's when you and your partner go through the phases of an entire relationship in one date. From the beautiful meetup to the honeymoon phase, to just peaceful contentment, to an explosively violent end comprised of a vicious fight to the death. I think it sounds delightful. And, by my understanding totally legal and in fact encouraged by Pochoblat's many bylaws. Alternatively, you could also go on a romantic walk through our forgery. There you may even find immediate employment working and building all of the many weaponry and machinery. Fucking hell, what is wrong with you? Terminate. Terminate. Liam, query, motive for terminate. Bane, terminate, or Bane, eternal rest. Ah, I recognize you. Don't recognize him, he just tackled me. He tried to kill me. No, he didn't. Okay, then how do you explain that disgusting giant- The berries, Jay, they were poisoned. What? 
They're irradiated. One bite would have killed you instantly. But I saw him and his people eating them. Clearly they're fine. Of course just they lying. were. Look at them. How do you think they came to look so rodent-like? <sighs> Struck. I need to apologize, don't I? Might be a good start. While you were all doing that, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, run Manny's turn. You go over the hole, Manny! Instead of going in the up hole, you now descend into my down hole. Mm-hmm. Where all the grime oh. and dirt is. Rolling for the craft. Oh, wow, actually, uh, you're down to a single bar of soap. Uh, but I'm assuming you kept the dazed loofah with you. Yes. And he says, you are the absolute worst. Even the kitchen here has begun to slowly flood with water. And the water is reaching, uh, how do I describe this? On a, if a normal-sized person were in this house and it were a normal-sized house, it would be ankle-deep water. But we are the size of tiny, I'm guessing, mice or creatures. So it's an entire ocean. Yes. Uh, and it's starting to reach up. Uh, what you see in the kitchen is you see the counter. You see the uh, a wood fire stove with a fire burning inside of it. You see a bunch of knives the size of you, pots and pans that are much larger than you, and you see a refrigerator as well. Well, time to upgrade the boat. And I use the loofah as sort of a paddle to paddle towards where the pots and pans should be so I can start climbing to them. And every time you put the loofah underwater, he goes... Remember, we could have done this as allies. Where are you uh, paddling to, Torin? And as you paddle, keep in mind the water level continues to rise. To the pots and pans to upgrade to a pot boat. Sure. I'm going to check back until the water, uh, once the water level is a little higher. Uh, Kevaruni. Hmm. How's it going over there in Ratland, my man? Uh, it's, uh, <clears throat> going a little better. I think, I think if Jay's... Uh, so able to handle Jay's what uh, well I think if Jay's able to handle uh, you know apologizing there Liam I uh, I wish you the best in the meantime mm. here's what's going on inside the dollhouse Twilight has begun I guess I should start this from the beginning they've ridden the hamster into the giant Debilica's ear they shattered her brain and then they exploded out of her eye and cut her throat eventful so a lot's happened, and currently Twilight seems to be riding around Debilica on the giant hamster, uh, cutting various wounds into it, uh, slowly disassembling this giant Debilica, who doesn't seem to be reacting in any way. Uh, like, not in pain, and the wounds are very unusual. They're not bleeding, and all the pieces still seem to move even as though they are not injured in any way. Hmm. Uh, but it's not attacking, I should specify. Okay. It just seems to be continuing to talk. Uh, Torin has made it into the kitchen. Uh, he is currently, his raft of four bars of soap is down to a single bar of soap. And the water level is rising uh, inside the kitchen. You look over at Debilica, and she seems to be staring over at Twilight. Uh, and says, well, it's not what I intended, but it's not bad. I should mention Twilight disassembling this giant Debilica will take an enormous amount of time. And the water level in the house is now officially rising. Okay, I... I have, I have given you the most difficult job. <laughs> it's not easy, I, I will say that. This has not been, an, not been a, a super easy situation to handle. Um, I know one thing that I want to do. The real question is the second part. Uh, so now that um, Doran is down at the kitchen... There's no obvious exit or drain or anything like that. No drain, no. And the only exit would be the one from above. It's really up to you to figure out if there's an exit in here. Mm. Uh, there, are, there are definitely two holes in the floor. One would lead up to Twilight's side of the house. One would lead Torin back up the way he came. But that's currently a, a waterfall. Okay, so a piece of paper. I'm looking for a piece of paper. Uh, actually, two pieces Roll of paper. It. Uh, that is a 19. You find two pieces of white blank paper. On the first one, I'm going to use a prestidigitation. Kind of solves the whole, 
use items to communicate puzzle rather rather bluntly. Hmm. Um, so I'm in digitation using that. Okay. Uh, I am making a uh, small stop sign. Doesn't have to have the word stop on it, but the sign itself. And then I am dropping that down the hole on Twilight side. Okay. And then there will be a second one as soon as I see Twilight get that. Uh, I will drop a second, um, yeah, a second piece of paper message thing uh, with a um, a down arrow with a small line under the point to indicate this is you know the direction. And then I will drop that through the hole on Twilight side. Okay, I'll be right back. Uh, buddy. Yep. Uh, so you are disassembling Debilica currently, correct? Yep. A portal opens over your head, and out of it drops uh, a literal stop sign. <laughs> uh, and then a piece of paper floats down. Okay, and I read it? Uh, yes, obviously, but I need you to catch it. It's it's flittering down like a butterfly. Sure, Twilight catches it. Uh, dexterity check. Uh, this is to see whether or not, w- what direction you catch it in. Uh, that was a 12. You catch it, it is, uh, you catch it folded in half. Okay. And you unravel it. What you see is, it's a, it's a rectangular sheet of paper, uh, like a, like one would rip out of a notebook. And you see there is an arrow pointing to a line. Okay. So just, so just to, to clarify, it's got like, you know that frayed edge when you pull a notebook, a piece of notebook paper out of a notebook? Sure. Yeah, it's got that edge to it. And drawn on this piece of paper is an arrow pointing to a line. A line on the arrow. Uh, a, li- a line on the paper, sorry. Y- yes. Okay, so there's a stop sign, so it's telling me to stop doing what I was doing. And an arrow pointing to a line. Get get down? Twilight uh, rides wool down off the bed. Uh, you're down on the floor. Okay, and Twilight looks around to see if there's any anything that will lead further down, I guess? There's the hole in the floor you came out of. Right. Is there anything else in this room worth uh, worth looking at? Debilica is still asking you questions. Uh, what's, what's she saying? Where are you going? I, I honestly have no idea. Do you know what an arrow pointing down at a line means? What is that? Uh, I don't know. But apparently it's a thing that I'm supposed to care about. So that's what I'm trying Why to figure out. Why are you out. leaving me? Uh, you said we weren't best buddies, so I figured it'd be better if I left you alone. Wouldn't you like to try to make me your best buddy? Well, I thought about it, honestly, and I'm not so sure. Hey, can you stand? What if we stay here? Can you stand? Why are you trying to leave me? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. And Twilight's gonna go back down the hole, riding wool down there. Yep, you see the gap in the pipe again, but this time you're sliding down at incredible speed and you're able to jump it. Or I should say, Wool's able to jump it. Yep. And you go sliding down on Wool's tummy, mm-hmm. slickened by the foam erupting from his mouth. Whee! I am a conqueror of speed. Yay! Good job, Wool. And Wool makes it to the bottom of the cage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and you see the Lemure has ceased to read its book, and it's reaching its giant hand into the cage. Uh, Wool, this thing is trying to conquer you. I dodge it. Ooh, very good. I will be conquered by no one. Wool is going to dodge it. Make an uh, acrobatics check to hang on. Okay. Uh, 22. Wool does a legit like juke move on the individual fingers of this slow moving lemure <laughs> jumps onto his wrist and runs up it and then down its sloping slime body okay uh you are uh, you are on the floor of the library okay uh is there any anywhere else i can do to go down there's another you see that sign once again uh that sign is three arrows one pointing up that says bedroom one pointing to the bookcase that says craft room and one pointing down that says kitchen got you and there is a hole there's a hole in the floor Twilight's gonna go through that hole down to the kitchen wool slides on foam into the hole in the floor to find that underneath you the kitchen has been flooding with water 
Wow! Wow! Wool splashes down and conveniently begins to float. Ahead of you, only a few feet from you in this, uh... Well, first off, to describe the kitchen, there is a burning wood stove with a fire in it uh, that towers, uh... Not towers so much anymore. The water level's about to reach the, the level of that wood stove. There's a refrigerator. There is knives the size of you. And there's a counter. And floating on what seems to be a bar of soap, directly ahead of you is a hideous demon with flapping red ribbons of blood-red cloth uh, just flapping off of its body in various directions. It seems to be uh, drowning some kind of strange creature uh, as it floats on towards the uh, towards the pots and pans on the counter. Twilight goes to help this strange creature that's being drowned. All right, uh, one second, buddy. Okay. Uh, hey, Manifred. Mm-hmm. So you're making your way towards the pots and pans, and then you remember I told you there were two holes in the ceiling? Did I mention that? No. Well, there's one that you came out of, and then there's a second one that you did not come out of. But now something has come out of that one. And it seems to be this this creature has splashed into the water. It is this slender... How do, how do I describe this properly? This slender demon, really. This demonic presence covered in shimmering scales of various colors. And it is riding on top of this furry, like, hippopotamus-looking creature that is leaving foam... Somehow, like, the, you don't see foam coming out of its body anywhere, but it seems to be leaving, like, foamy bubbles in the water as it swims towards you. It's swimming towards you! It's swimming towards you! Duh! I paddle harder? How far away is it? It is about 40 feet away from you, and it's it's catching up. And you said it's riding on something, or is it swimming itself? It seems to be riding on something that is swimming. Does it seem to be some kind of aquatic creature? It does not. I cast a second level spell, so it's going to use the last of my two slots, but I cast Hold Person on the thing it's using to get through the water. And what kind of save is that? A wisdom save? A wisdom saving throw. Okay. Hey, uh, I'll be right back. Uh, Twilight, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, okay. Um, nat 20. Oh, alright, cool. Hey, uh, I'll be right back. Okay. Don't, don't think about it. Okay. Hey, Kev. Yes? So let me fill you in on what's happened so far. Uh, your note succeeded. Ah. Twilight made their way into the kitchen and started paddling towards Torin. They saw Torin. Then Torin tried to cast Hold Person on Twilight. Oh. And that's the last thing that's happened. Um, Twilight succeeded on the save and broke the spell, but that is what you see now. Oh, by the way, Twilight's still riding a giant hamster. <laughs> With the meat hook. With the meat hook, yes. Joy. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, I should also mention, make a perception check for me, please, before we go into our next decision-making process. That's a 12. On a 12? Let me, let me roll. Oh, okay, crap. So on a 12... I opposed it to Debilica, who is, you know, in the room with you, and you notice Debilica is uh, slyly covering her mouth and chuckling to herself. The space that I'm in, does it look like there are any exits in... No, there, there, don't, there don't even seem to be walls. Uh, you seem to be in a black void that only contains the table, the two holes, and the, and the glass window. So here's a strange one. Um... Hmm. I actually like to attack the table. Oh, go ahead. Alright. I'm doing a firebolt against the table. Okay, go ahead. Uh that's a 17. Yeah, absolutely. You don't even need to roll damage. The table ignites, and uh the pile of various objects ignites, and Debilica looks at you and says, No, 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 what is this? <laughs> the table begins to burn down, and the pile of objects mm -hmm. you've noticed every time. Well, maybe you haven't noticed, but one thing you notice now, uh, as one object moves off the table, another object seems to fill its space. Mm -hmm. So that it was constantly regenerating objects. But now that the table's fallen, the point of contact with the enchantment on the table has completely broken away. 
Uh, and now a pile of burning objects is infinitely forming in front of you. Uh, and that pile is creeping left and right into either hole. <laughs> Lovely. And so just various things are now falling uh, into these holes. And it is it is causing the size of the portal to expand to accommodate the size of the object that is going into it. Oh, all right. <laughs> this is this is absolutely the dumbest way like i thought about like there's like three or four ways that maybe someone could resolve this nowhere in my head did someone go burn it down come on bookie oh, all right so oh i take it back it's not dumb it's not dumb that was absolutely not no it. It, it's um it's the most unorthodox manner. <laughs> but I am frustrated. <laughs> I will say this. For a sorcerer, you are a barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. You know, round peg, square hole. <laughs> Cook it. <laughs> <laughs> Cook it. Well, it's a, the puzzle's made of wood, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's flammable. <laughs> I have defeated the puzzle. Now we're just Torin. Both of us are Torin now. Uh, we have become. You know what? It's a dragon thing. You wouldn't understand. I want to yell uh, into um, the holes. One hole. It doesn't really matter. I mean, they're both probably going to be screaming in a second. What the hell? Up here, through the hole. Get through the portal. Jump if you can. Okay. Uh, I'll be right back, man. <laughs> yes. Uh. Hey, buddy. Yeah. So the first thing that's going to happen is this creature that you tried to hold person on. Yes. It's it's it succeeded on the check Ugh. with a plumb, I might add. And then something very even stranger happened. The portal opens up over your head once again, and the portal opens up over that other creature's head. Flaming household objects begin to pour out of the portal. <laughs> on me or the other creature? Onto both of you. Oh. And I would like for you to please make a perception check over the din of falling, burning objects. Do I have my shield trying to cover my head? You do. Nat 20. You hear Vert's voice. Up here. Through the hole. Get through the portal. Jump if you can. I flex them indomitable calves and jump. You succeed. The portal was right above your head. Uh, I will check back in with you in a second. Hey, buddy. That sounds ominous. Do I have to roll again? You succeeded on your hold person roll. Okay. Uh, or, or the hold person uh, success there. Uh, uh-huh. And what happens next is that the portal opens up above your head again. Uh-huh. And it also opens up above this this other creature's head that you were paddling towards. Okay. Uh, and flaming household objects begin pouring out of both portals. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. And I'm going to need you to make a perception check right now. Okay. Uh, 23. Okay, yeah. Uh, damn it. Through uh, the portal, you hear Vert's voice. Up here. Through the hole. Get through the portal. Jump if you can. Okay. Uh, Twilight guides Wool up through the portal. I'm going to recombine your lines now. Here we are. Hey, guys. Right. So what happens is... Manny oh, and... One second, guys. Hold on. <laughs> I can't hear any of you. Oh, God. Oh, he shit himself. <laughs> okay, hey, guys. He's gone deaf. There's always technical difficulties with these I things. I swear to God. Well, like, we were just working, too. Kevin, I don't blame you. Can you guys all hear me? Uh, guys? I can hear you. Oh, wait, guys. I'm next to you. I'm... What? Oh. J-Mark, you're on rat Wi-Fi. It's not going to work. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Wait. Okay, can you guys talk? Yeah. Hello? Oh, okay. Got it? Okay, hi. Oh. Okay. So, so Torin and Twilight climb their way out of portals that are full of burning household items. Wholesome. And you find you find yourselves in a black void, and standing between the two of you, next to a burning table, is Vert. Looking at the three of you in anger is Debilica. Hi, Vert. Hi, Tabilica. What fresh hell did you drop us in, vile demoness? 
You would not believe the day we've had. So would this classify as getting out of the dollhouse thing? This is wool, by the way. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, no, wool didn't make wool. it. Oh no, wool! <laughs> wool! <laughs> no, uh, no, wool is there. You're still riding on top of wool. Oh, uh, Manny, you're still holding a giant sentient loofah. Yes. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't know if I mentioned <laughs> that. Uh, it made perfect sense in context. <laughs> I mean, I understand. You're not getting the context. Uh, behind you, the bonfire of household items continues to grow, and it illuminates Debilica's face. <sighs> Vert bad again, I suppose. By the laws I am magically bound by, you are technically correct. And you see the figure of Debilica waver, and you see her form shimmer and reduce itself down. Before you now is a squat, silver-haired, silver-skinned devil, dressed in a very snappy vest and gentleman's clothes all the way around, just the finest of finery, everything augmented, tilted, some shade of silver, belt buckles, fancy boots with big old buckles, um, monocle, and a top hat, and a cane. With his own face on it. He says, and this devil smiles at you, but not a happy smile, a frustrated smile, like a gorilla fish would give someone when it's aggressive and territorial. And he says, I suppose pretenses are over then. Uh, yep. Vert, you have won your game. Aww. You have defeated my dollhouse, and unfortunately... In a very small amount of time. So, my forces will not have reached you yet. However, I will be arriving soon. Oh, goody. We'll kill you like the rest. I think I will be all that I require. Well, I can tell you one thing. Um, you're all that I require. At least parts of you. He smiles and says, yes, I'm aware of your penchant for collecting pieces of my underlings. Okay, well, it's real nice to meet you. Likewise. I'm Twilight. Can I whip the flattened loofah man at the devil before us? Like a, <laughs> yes, like a discus? <laughs> yes, please. Go, Tool. Destroy him. And I whip the flattened loofah man at it. And he says, no, wait, I had more monologue. And the Lufa hits him. And the two figures go rolling into the dark void. And there's a shimmer. You guys awaken, the three of you, in Balderdash once again. It's morning, It is, as far as you can tell, because there are no fireflies about. You have all awoken together inside of a... Inside of Selena's shop, where you guys were celebrating the... Uh, the end of the mimic crisis. Crisis on infinite mimics. Crisis on infinite mimics. Multiple objects. <laughs> and now you have this message from that that devil, that oddly familiar devil. So, uh, who was your new friend? Bert, what did you do? Yeah, what did I, Twilight do? I, I know it out. was their fault. I didn't do nothing. Right, Wool? Oh, it, Wool's not there. Oh, no, Wool! Wool! And the Lufa Man's not there. And the meat hook is not there. And the red ribbons that were wrapped around Torin's body are not there. And all of your injuries are gone. And you feel completely rested. And all you have is this warning that this creature, this devil, this silvery-skinned devil is coming. And the last thing you notice is that Debilica is not there. Hmm. Debilica? Where's my best buddy? Oh no, did I actually kill her? No, um, I think the Bellica is in trouble. Alright, um, so I've got some news for you guys, now that we're all connected. Uh, Liam said he could help us. Liam? The rat? Yeah, the, the Krissa, um, rat person, labyrinth dweller. Right. So, uh, how are a bunch of rat people proposing to help us? Well, uh, first, they're from the labyrinth. 
Uh, and they've been here since it was made, uh, including the Leviathan. What are you saying? Liam and the Carissa can get us into the Leviathan. And, well, Kevin and I can take it from there. Well, folks, that about wraps up our Give Your Heart Day. And I have to say, I am tickled by the amount of hearts you all have gifted me with. I would never have imagined so many of you cared so much. And while some of these seem to be addressed to Robin, well, she is a bit indisposed at the moment. I figure she wouldn't mind if I, her favorite grinning assistant, would take a few here or there. I will definitely be sure to gift you all back next year with something more than hearts. Maybe a liver or a pair of lungs. Sky's the limit. So stay tuned for the sounds of me chomping down on some delicious, delicious hearts. Thank you. And keep living your truth. Hey, Amelia, you okay? I'm coming in. I brought you some food, and, uh, some yellow thing that Manny keeps pawning off on me, if you, if you want one. Okay. Well, if you need anything, uh, I'm just gonna... Do you know why I still speak Spanish? What? I know you know. Everyone knows that it is a dead language. Even before the Encroacher War. Or before Polterbled broke ground on their first building. Yeah, so then how did I you even learn it? I discovered my heritage through DNA testing. My entire family did. Okay. We managed to scavenge what was left of our culture. Our heritage, and it was not much. Some words here or there. Some things said in broken copies of old telenovelas. To be honest, I'm pretty sure I learned a little bit from multiple dialects. I don't see how that's... Do you know what it is like to be broken? Without an identity? When my family chose true reality over me, I promised myself I would hold true to that heritage. When Yang took me in, I promised to make myself the best soldier he could ask for. But here I am. Fighting to keep alive a dead language and living on with the army of a dead man. I do not know who I am. How can I push onward with no heritage to hold on to and no family to lean on? I honestly can't say. I did not think so. But maybe that's something we can work towards? What? Potrebliat doesn't just destroy everything. I mean... Sure, to the naked eye, but information is power to them. What are you saying? I'm saying... If we can break into their databanks, we can find hundreds of thousands of years of history stored... somewhere. I mean, sure, a lot of cultures have been erased and destroyed to the best of our knowledge, but maybe, just maybe, they tried to keep something for their own purposes. I am not going to be manipulated again, Mitch. I'm not trying to manipulate you, Amelia. I want to give you hope. Hey everyone, Jmark again. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Tabletop for the End of the World. Do you have someone to give your heart to today? 
Do you have someone to give your heart to today? If not, you are more than welcome to give it to me. Literally. Let's just make it happen. It'll be fine. But in all seriousness, we appreciate all of you so much and everyone who supports us. Once again, we would like to thank our Patreon patrons. Your support is immense, and for all of you who have been talking about the show on social media and raising awareness, you are the tops. Our next episode will be out in two weeks, so February 28th. It should be a good one. Uh, that's it from me, so thank you, and remember, the Overseers are always watching.